Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. And today we are continuing the conversation about outsourcing as creators and influencers. We shared with you an introduction to what outsourcing is and what you can outsource as a creator. So today we are going to give you a step-by-step breakdown with how to do outsourcing as a content creator. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, are you a pessimist, an optimist, an idealist, or a realist? Uh, (laughs) I can go first. I can go first. You go first. So I feel like I'm an optimist and I am split split between an idealist and a realist because I feel like I am creative. Because like as an idealist, right, like you're... I don't know, just like thinking outside the box and like pushing innovation forward. But then at the same time, like with the realist side of me is like the business side because I think about feasibility and like product market fit. Like, so I feel like I'm slipped, but no matter what, I feel like I'm an optimist. Um, And that's always been just like a natural thing. I have always been a natural, naturally positive person. And I have always, I literally, I don't know. I, sometimes you're just like, born yeah I feel like it's like born and also just like yeah I honestly yeah I feel like some people are just like born with their brains kind of wired Wired that that way way. yeah Yeah. that's my brain my brain is definitely like I naturally when I even talk to people right I like and I hear about you know ideas and businesses and I literally just start going I was like oh yeah there's so much opportunity for that like here's how I would do it like my that's just like how my brain I feel like is wired I feel like I'm a pessimist. <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah. I well, I okay. I feel like I'm opposites a, attract too, though. So like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I the thing I resonate the most with out of those four is realist because I feel like I mean I think this applies to me more so than anyone else. Like if I'm talking to a friend, I'm like oh my God, optimistic. Like you can do that. You totally can do that. I feel like I'm more pessimist, realist with myself. And like with things that are like going on, because I think of like anything that happens, like this is my anxiety, right? Like my anxiety always goes to the worst case scenario in every single situation without fail. Like literally something happens and I literally immediately think of like a list of 10 to 20 things that could go wrong. Oh, no. So <laughs> I think I would, I don't know if I would classify that as pessimist. Well, that's pretty pessimistic. I don't know. I think it's just my anxiety. <laughs> but you're aware of it, right? Yeah. No, I try to temper it. I try. I, and I know, I know it's like, I know that's unrealistic. So that's where I think the like realist comes in. I do. I think I resonate the most with realist with like my anxiety pessimistic devil on my shoulder <laughs> it's okay you guys will have to let us know what you resonate resonate with i just thought i'd be like a fun question i was like oh i don't one. think we talked about this okay we'll just go ahead and jump into today's episode so if you are trying to figure out how to outsource a set of tasks or a statement of work for the first time here are five steps you can take to outsource so step one document your processes and factor in the time it takes to complete those tasks. So I really recommend, like I just did this practice this summer, you guys, write out everything you do to create, produce, and publish content from start to finish. Everything about your business, not even just like the content piece, right? And 
uh, like think about how long it takes you to do email negotiations. Think about how long it takes you to plan out your content. For me, a big part of my time is the content creation piece. So like I really wanted to make sure that was documented. So we want to give you a quick example of the processes we do on Instagram. So it might look like for you, this might look really different, but you can just list, it, list this out on bullet points. Your first bullet point might be to batch shoot three outfits a week and one on-trend video a day and that might take you five hours to do that you're batch shooting a ton of content you know half a day um, or an afternoon film three to five videos each week for reels and edit three to five videos each week this might take you five hours maybe even more because you know some reels and some tiktoks take you 30 seconds to film other ones take a little bit more time especially when there's transitions yeah involved yeah it's Multiple like oh locations. i did my makeup and then you're yeah you're running around yeah mm-hmm. Write and edit five to seven captions each week for reels and in-feed posts. This might take you four hours a week. Maybe it'll take you more. Publish five to seven posts and reels each week on Instagram. Maybe just the posting time. I think that's one thing people forget. It, you don't just like, I mean, some people maybe just literally like upload and post right away. But like for me, especially if it's like sponsored content, it might take me 30 minutes to set up a post to make sure appropriate tags oh yeah you got to tag the right people you got to make sure that it's tagged the right way because sometimes you do like the paid like thing like or sometimes they use hashtag ad because they don't have access to that thing on like facebook or instagram and then you have to like make sure that it's set up if they want to boost it and you have to like make sure there's a bunch of stuff if they edited it like you went through three rounds of edits you have to make sure that you're using the right copy (laughs) yeah and then you know that's like not even including engaging. So I would l- literally document how mu- how long you're budgeting for to engage on Instagram or on TikTok on a daily or weekly basis. I mean, it could be one to two hours a day or five to eight hours a week. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. Just depends, again, what your schedule looks like. And step two is to determine what you like, dislike, and what you're good and bad at. So after you're done documenting your business processes for Instagram, YouTube, podcast, blog, Twitter, TikTok, and the rest of your social media platforms, it's important to organize these tasks into categories. So which tasks do you enjoy doing? Which tasks do you not enjoy? What tasks are you good at? And what tasks are you bad at? And I think like it's okay to like recognize like even if it's like not like like maybe it's like not something that's your forte like and you could get really good at it kind of like we were talking about in the previous episode if you took the time you can get good at anything do you want to get good at it is that something that you really like you're like I want to be a graphic designer one day I am set on investing my time and figuring this out and practicing it or is it something that's like yeah that could be like a really fun hobby that I could do one day but this isn't a focus for me that is totally fine So after you are done listing out your processes and organizing those tasks, hopefully you have a better idea and it starts to emerge like what you can actually outsource. Step three is all about determining your budget. So again, if you figured out that you want to outsource a whole statement of work like Pinterest management, you want to probably start thinking about, okay, like what would I want a Pinterest manager to do because that starts to help you also figure out like what you would budget for Pinterest management. And sometimes you actually figure out your budget as you inquire about people's services. Um, Just because, I mean, I honestly had no idea how much like VAs were and Pinterest managers were until I started 
like reaching out to people and like starting to understand like, oh, okay, so for this amount of work, this many pins scheduled, this amount of idea pins that they create for me, like this is how much it's going to be. And then other times you might come in and you're just going to say, hey, like this is my set budget, especially if you like want a logo redesign. Um, Then that way, like you are able to like, you know, see if people are have like a list of services on their website and prices. And then that helps you kind of determine like who you're going to talk to or not. So for example, you guys like budgeting is, it just depends on like who you're bringing on. But if you're bringing on a talent agency and a manager to help manage your brand partnerships, they usually request 15 to 20% of the brand campaigns you're bringing in um but again right like some podcast editors like if you have a podcast they charge by the hour yeah some podcast editors they just do like a monthly thing and it doesn't matter like how many podcasts you produce no matter what they're going to charge you 700 dollars a month or whatever it is so like it just really varies but for you i would really recommend like looking at the revenue you bring in as a creator and even if you're not at the point yet where you're bringing in 500, 1000 or, you know, a few thousand dollars a month, it's still okay to like look where you're at financially, like especially if you're working a full-time job and part-time job and seeing like how much you want to reinvest back into your business and potentially want to budget for bringing someone on. So I think, again, it's really important to like figure out your budget because if you want a logo redesign, you could totally hire a graphic designer, you know, and that's going to for like that high touch, you know, really collaborative work where they're going back and forth with you for like redesigns, that might be a few thousand dollars. But if you're just starting out, it might might it might make sense for you to go to Fiverr.com. Yeah, Fiverr's and, a great resource. And like if you say, hey, my budget's $250, like this is it, then you're able to like still like find, you know, have your needs net as a business, but also like it's still within your budget. Yeah. And you get to find like the different kinds of people that are going to be a good fit, which brings us to step four, actually. So that is to research who you are trying to hire for. So like if, for example, if you're trying to hire a virtual assistant or a graphic designer or whatever else you want to outsource, there are a few different places that you can start researching and finding people to chat with. So like on Fiverr, for instance, if you're posting and saying, I have this budget, or if you're reaching out to different people on Fiverr who are in your price range, you can look at their different past examples of work. Typically, that's already included on Fiverr. They'll just have like examples of the work that they've done previously. Maybe they have a website with examples of work that they've done previously that you can kind of look through or maybe an Instagram or social media platform that just really shows you like if they are aligned with what you're really looking to do. And so in your research, there's a ton of different places you can look. Facebook groups are actually a really great place to start. So influencer and local blogging groups. I actually, I'm pretty sure that's how I found my VA because there's like a reward style Facebook group or something that I'm on. Um, and I like just searched like in because you can search groups for like past posts, like for virtual assistant to see like who people were recommending. Like if someone was like posting and like I made a whole list of different virtual assistants that I looked at and reached out to. And there were a ton of amazing VAs that like all would have been great fits. So I highly recommend Facebook groups. Your personal network is also like 
a great place to look. Like if you just want to know, like if, for example, like Emma, I was just like, oh, I talked to Emma. I trust Emma. I love Emma's platform. I love the kind of things that she and I trust her input and her feedback on how this person is performing. That is a great place to reach out. Social media. There are also a ton of virtual assistants and accountants on Instagram that you can just search like hashtag virtual assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. They'll, they'll come up and you can just look through there. Also, Google searches are great for that kind of thing, too. Um, so step five, you guys, once you've done your research, it's time to interview and then potentially hire. So after you found people you potentially want to work with, we recommend scheduling a general call with them. Some graphic dynamics. Oh my gosh, some graphic designers and VAs offer discovery calls to make sure that they're able to meet your needs with their services. It's really important to see if you're going to get along and they understand or at least have an idea of who you are in your business. Compatibility is really important, especially since this this is someone who will be who you will be communicating with at least once a week or once a month or whatever that cadence is. So during that discovery process, it's almost like you're dating and you're like trying to find like the right fit for your business. That's a great analogy. It really is because it's like two parties coming together. All right. Like this is what the relationship is going to look like. Right. Obviously, it's like more professional. But um, I think it's really important to kind of go through these things and like not just talk about the work, but you should really chat about their preferred way of communication because for you, you might need a daily like tag up each day or maybe you just need that weekly or maybe you need every other week, right? Things like really important to like talk about how often you're communicating and then also like where you're communicating because some people just want to communicate via text. Other people want to communicate via email. So like just being on the same page with that. Um, secondly, check out previous client work. So hopefully they have, you know, a website or they have an Instagram, something somewhere where they have a portfolio of like, Hey, here's like other people I've helped assist with. And if they're new, like, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, right? Like just see their previous like work experiences. Um, and like, see, you know, you, you kind of just like have to like, also, I don't know, like hopefully like trust your gut and like see if like their previous experiences can help you um, even though they might be like a new VA or a new Pinterest manager. And then lastly, see their pricing structure. There are some VAs, Pinterest managers, graphic designers, video editors, whoever, where they are like a month to month cost. And then there's others that say, hey, I really, I require three month contract. So, you know, you bring me on and I'll be with you full, full, for a full quarter. So it just depends. And then there's some people out there where it's hourly. You just tag them when you need them. Some podcast editors, again, just charge by by the hour of like editing. And so everyone's structure is different. So just check in and see what that looks like. Yeah, there's probably going to be some structures. I mean, that just work better for you that you'll be able to kind of like see, like think about when you are checking in, even just with your friends, like, are you like wanting to like text everyone constantly or do you kind of like shy away from that and you'd rather just like I mean I don't really think people are emailing back and forth too often with their friends but like you can look at like how you like if you have a nine to five like how are you doing that like or even in school like how are you communicating did you like like emailing teachers or did you like walking up to them after class and asking them questions like just figuring out like what style works the best for you makes it a lot easier to make those decisions yeah and just like a little bit insight for me so again my sister is my 
VA and she does email management. So literally vets my inbox and then does email, like sends my newsletters for me. And then, I mean, she doesn't negotiate any brand partnerships because like that's still a big part of my business and like what I want to focus on, right? But she will bump things to my inbox and like give me a heads up. For us, we pretty much talk on a daily basis, but my preferred email communication with her we do two weekly calls each week Mondays and Thursdays Mondays to just like literally set our priorities for the week what tasks do I have to do like we literally will go Monday through Friday like high level stuff I want to accomplish and then Thursdays is like just check in like are we on track? Did something come up during the week? Did something slide? It's been like really helpful for me. I know though, if for some VAs, that might be too much communication. Like two calls a week is, I mean, we talk about other things. We end up obviously like talking about like life, but like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but still, I mean, sometimes like there are like with my VA, like we have a touch base once every two weeks and See? that's like all we need. So it, yeah, it just depends on yeah. like what you need and like what, what your communication style is. Yeah. Nice. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's mini-sode. If you enjoyed today's mini-sode, make sure that you please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. Love talking outsourcing. That's always a good time. That's always a good topic. Mm -hmm. And if we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you guys can find us at Emma's Edition, at MedCray, and at Content Creatives Podcast. Make sure you sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.